I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mrs. Demetrius asked a lot of questions about my wife. She even wants a meter. It would not be a good idea. Lieutenant, you have to come with me right away. It's your wife. They take her to the hospital. What? Tonight on Columbo. We could go back to my place. Not your place. Not your bed, Leland. Or maybe she just got tired of her husband hitting on her best friend. She never knew about that, swear to God. Unless you told her. Do you think I killed him? Oh, no, ma'am, no. Welcome to Columpod, my wife's kid brother's favourite podcast about LA's greatest detective. This week we'll be giving out all the hard stares as we ask who shot a man, who booked this funeral, and just who the hell fucked with all this marmalade. Yes, it's rest in peace, Mrs. Columbo. And joining me to look forlornly at a stiff in the rain is Dan Thomas. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Oh, yeah. It is morning, isn't it? It is morning in the summer holidays. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just... You might hear some background noise for this one that you usually don't. Uh, same, because, same. Yeah, I have uh, 12 billion people in my house right now. Mm. Well, you're just doing your bit. I'm just doing my bit, yeah, mm. mainly refugees. Mm. I mean, they are, actually. Most of them are refugees from school. Yes, that's true. That's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> Maybe think about that, Tories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I picked this one. Because uh, I hadn't seen it, because I haven't watched all of the 90s, 2000s ones yet. And who can blame you? Who can blame me? Um, but I saw someone talking about this one. Maybe it was on telly a couple of weeks ago. And there was a lovely picture of Ian McShane, and I thought, I'm doing that one. Yeah. And I, uh, so this is 1990, so he was hmm. still balls deep in in <laughs> Lovejoy. That's right. Uh, so he still had years left of that. So this is... This is quite unusual. It is weird. I imagine it must have been quite weird to see him in one of the big American shows. Doing, I feel like I have Nicholas Lindhurst being in, I don't know, what's a big cop show now? 
Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods. But wasn't um, Ian McShane also in Dynasty? Was that before Lovejoy? I think it was. Because he had he had a bit of a weird career, didn't he? Because mm. he sort of had a little bit of success in Britain, moved to America, and then, I, I mean, I, he got laid a lot, from what yeah. I can gather. I'm not sure how much work he was getting, but he had a hell of a time. Yeah. And, uh, but he, was, he had kind of been flitting between Britain and America for decades mm. by this point. Um, but obviously, Lovejoy had been his big success. Yeah, and and he's I mean, and then he's in this, and I'm sure he's in a bunch of stuff. And he's yeah, he's brilliant in this. He's only oh. in about three scenes. Yeah, he's brilliant. But he's it, it's almost like he's wasted in this because I would have liked him being like the proper bad guy once. Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw the picture. I thought, oh, he's the murderer in this, and he's not. That's annoying. No, but the scenes play out like as if he was the murderer. That's true. Although you know, good success for him, but sad for Tinker who never got to conquer America. Well, I mean, it's not too late, is it? Is he still with us? No, he's dead now. Oh, then, um, oh, well. And also uh, sad for his brother Paul, who sat, you know, he did Heidi High, and then it was a bit. I so you would you would like to have seen all of these people guest on Columbo? Yeah, I'd like to have seen yeah. Ted Bovis be on Columbo. Yeah. I could, God, I could totally imagine that. That'd be so good. He's almost the British Columbo as it is. Oh, they could have done like a dagger in the, you know, the, the London one, <laughs> yeah. the sequel to it. <laughs> Oh God, I'd have loved that. That yeah. would have been brilliant. Just these two middle-aged men who pretend to be confused. Uh, just oh God, I'd love that. Oh, that'd be that's, so a, good. that's a lost one. We're talking of loss. We start with a rainy funeral. Is there any other kind of funeral? I would like to know. In LA, yes. <clears throat> this was. It is one of those classic uh, LA uh, film funerals where you can clearly see broad sunlight in the background, yeah. but they brought in the horses <laughs> for drama. <laughs> And everyone looks very sad, but the saddest of all is Columbo. Who I, I was thinking about, he has to do, Columbo has to do a lot of acting in this mm. episode. And I don't know where this came from, because I, I think there's a few episodes in the 90s where he's become quite a performer. Mm. Like there's one I haven't, I can't, I know it's coming, because I am working my way through the 90s ones now, mm. uh, where he, he goes undercover as a mob boss or something, I've oh heard. Oh, God. And it's. Like this, Columbo in the seventies would have been like, "Oh, acting's not for me. Mm. I just put you bastards away." Mm. You know, it's just. But in this, he he, he has to pretend to be dying. He has to pretend to be sad. He has to pretend to be angry at yeah. uh, whatever his assistant is, and he's nailing it every single time. It's yeah. like, "Oh, my wife, she she's taking acting classes, and she's actually she's I, I she, her name is uh, she's she's basically she's teaching me the method, which is not what I thought it was going to be." He thought it was going to be the rhythm method. Yeah. <laughs> because we're Catholics. I, I think I mentioned that. <laughs> Usually, I thought she was going to let me just uh, jizz in her stomach. But in fact, she's <laughs> teaching me about motivation and working from the inside out. Which, again, is not what I thought. <laughs> uh, uh, but while the funeral's going on, we get an internal monologue. Yeah, I do like the fact that they, there's a structural change to Columbo. They yes. used to mess with the formula occasionally, but this one, technically, the whole the whole episode is told in flashback. Yeah, it's magnificent. Yeah, it, it's interesting because she the show tips its hand that Mrs. Columbo is dead right from the off, and it's mm. her funeral. Mm. But with that said, do you do you think anyone believed that? Everyone watched this like back in 1990 and goes, "Jesus Christ, they killed Mrs. Columbo." I mean, you could because you never see her. Yeah, I'm just I mean, wondering if I, I would have like believed that. it. I think. Yeah, that's interesting. That would have been. That would have been I mean, quite the twist, actually. I just wonder mm. if anyone would have gone like, "They're not going to kill Mrs. Columbo." Well, let's find out if they do. 
I mean, I've watched, I've watched the whole thing personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vivian is saying inside, "Ah, I'm glad your wife's dead, Columbo, because you deserve this pain—the pain of losing mm. your wife for what you put me through." And I'm thinking, "All right, turn it down a bit." Yeah, I, this, I, I, I do like the as a whole. I like the episode at the start. I got nervous in this bit, which is, I think, I've only ever seen like the last twenty minutes of this episode before. But at the start, I was like, "This has got that weird Dune." Uh, like David Lynch's Dune <laughs> yes. voiceover quality, yeah. and like yeah. I don't know if I like this. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> also, like you say, with the sun piercing through the rain, uh, you get to see the various colours going on in Peter Falk's hair. <laughs> there's shades of purple. There's shades of orange. It's magnificent. I didn't notice that, but do we are we hint, are we suggesting that might be a, a wig or? I'm or suggesting you've dyed his grey hair. Job. Yeah, okay. it's a bad dye job. Yeah. But anyway. he's fully great. I mean, presumably in real life, yeah, but they let Columbo be great. Exactly. On. Yeah, they're probably like, well, later on they did, but at this point they're probably like, Columbo can't be great. It's a sign of weakness. Yeah. Yeah, I should know. Um, so we then get a flashback to Vivian showing a couple around a big mansion, a $6 million mansion. And they're like, I'm not paying six goddamn million dollars for this hunk of junk. What did he say? I got stables the size of that bathroom or something. That's right. And then she goes, "Oh, I could have shown you some houses that were only three million. I do like that. This was still the period of if you were rich in LA, hmm. it, you still had that weird Tudor fucking house. Yeah. Now it's all, and it was the same through the seventies and the and the late eighties, Columbus and into the nineties. But now it's like anyone rich would live in a glass. Monstrosity, yeah. So I, I do, even though it's very old fashioned, I do like the old houses there. And it's, I think, probably all the murderers' houses in Colombo have been knocked down. Oh, I'd now. imagine so. I think it's only that Harold Lloyd house that's still standing. Yeah, yeah, because that was used in um, Commando as well. So they, was it now? Yeah, it's been used in so much in the Jerk as well. I think it's called like the Beverly House or something. So which one's that? The one at the. No, which one? In, which house is it in? Um, it's the um, episode. Oh, in Commando, it's the one where they, um, where they have the, you know, where he's hiding in the tool shed at the end and runs across the lawn, shooting everybody. Wait a minute, is that not really in Colombia? No. Well, they fooled me. <laughs> it was Harold Lloyd's house. God, if that house could talk, yeah, it'd be like what, he kept climbing up on the roof and falling off. Yeah, that's right. So she calls her boss Charlie. Uh, while she's driving along the freeway on her mobile phone. I love this shot. Mm, rear projection. Rear projection. <laughs> really bad, because Columbus really just do things practically. Yeah. It's not terrible. It looked mm. like um, it was a proper Austin Powers. Isn't it amazing how south of France doesn't look anything like Southern California or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, and this, I love this. There's a line in this uh, conversation. He, she says she's going to go see him. At like seven fifteen, he goes. It's Friday night. You know there won't be anybody in the office. There's a game at the sports arena. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, good old sports arena. Yeah, where I will drink orange drink. <laughs> I will have Anne hot dog. <laughs> um, that's Anne hot dog. She owns the hot dog company. Lovely woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I mean, what other business could she go into at a name like that? <laughs> Not much determinism, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should see her bands. <laughs> And her foot's quite long. And she's got a sausage, but that's a different... <laughs> <laughs> so, she says, well, look, let's have that meeting at half seven. I'm going to go home. Uh, I'm knackered. I'm going to have a bath and a lie down. I've been running on adrenaline all day. And then when she gets in, she lovingly looks at a picture of her and another man. And we don't really know why yet. 
So then she calls Leyland St. John, Ian McShane. Is that his name? I didn't. Yeah, Leyland St. John. <laughs> I think Americans think all British people are called St. John. Yeah. And they were looking, trying to think of his first name, and then they thought of that people who used to make all the vans here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, hey, babe, what are you doing later? And she's like, why don't we go for a, a meal? And he's like, yeah, we could go to that little place in Venice. And she's like, no, I'd really like us to go to our, that other place we go to. <laughs> for reasons I won't uh, divulge, I really yeah. want to go to a restaurant with a cash machine right next to it. <laughs> she was like, I'll, I'll, I'll have sexy for free, by the way. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's not that. I, I Basically, I'm trying to establish a timeline on a homicide. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. So then she calls for Colombo, pretending to be a dentist. Oh, and she picked the wrong service. Oh, she did. She, she did. could have said anything, but she went with dentist, and just it was one of those massive coincidences we find out about later. She should have said, yeah, I'm calling from the uh, cockpill company. I'm just wondering <laughs> yeah. if Mr. Colombo's back. Yeah, yeah. we've got what a big delivery of cockpills. I need to talk to him at nine o'clock. We've got a pallet of cockpills. <laughs> And hair dye. Actually, it's we got twice as much hair dye. Um, but he's on holiday. Yeah. Oh, he's been on holiday. He's coming back the next day. Next day. So then she goes to see Charlie, dressed up to the nines. He's watching a ball. He's watching a ball game or a basketball game. Basketball game. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, she starts talking about how great it was for the sale. She's getting a lovely commission, and then she suddenly she, turns. She gets a drink. She gets. She makes herself a drink. Yeah. She, makes, she has a rum and coke, and he goes, mm. boy, I haven't seen you drink a rum and coke in 20 years mm. when you were back in those high spots with whatever her husband's name is. Like, I, who the fuck Pete. remembers the last time you saw somebody have a rum and coke? Mm. Unless she's, like, gone teetotal, yeah. Well, he specifies the drink. He didn't say, I haven't seen you drink in 20 years, because I haven't seen you have a rum and coke, and that's not a memorable drink. Also, I could see that it was a Pepsi. Oh, God so. damn it. Well, that's, that's who used to sponsor the show. Yeah. I mean, is it still a rum and coke if it's a rum and Pepsi? No one... I've never heard anyone order a rum and Pepsi. No. Although, you know, when they do say, it's Pepsi, is that all right? No one's gone, no, it's not all right. I... No, no, I, I, actually, somebody once did. No. I was on a date, and they said, uh, 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 rum and coke, uh, they said, it was Pepsi, all right? I turned around <laughs> and, uh, and said, it was Pepsi, all right? Thinking, of course, but mm. it's, I'm just doing the social thing. Of, yeah. And she goes, oh, no. What? And then... I said, well, what? all right, this is awkward. Uh, We've got want, Panda then? Pops. And she was like, let's just go somewhere else. And what? I, so, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm still happy to angry. say that is my wife. <laughs> and that woman is now my former wife. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts going off on one about how her great husband, Pete, went to jail <laughs> he was so nice. He so went to nice. jail for embezzlement, and then and then manslaughter as well. And then yeah, yeah, and she mentions he didn't mean to kill. Like, oh, actually, yeah. that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. What's the name of the victim again? Pete. Oh, the victim. Pete. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. The, the guy will her boss. The guy Charlie. Charlie. Mm. Charlie goes. Ah, oh, Vivian. He should never have killed that guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing line to just say. That's like what that. kept bothering me all the way through this episode. She acts like he was. It was a put-up job, and that he was jailed for embezzlement. Which is fine. Yeah, but you can't but, have a manslaughter in there. No, she is like, I oh, did do it, yeah. Mm. But he was a lovely boss block. <laughs> uh, so she basically says, well, um, he wouldn't have got caught if someone hadn't have snitched on him, essentially. Yeah. And you were the guy who snitched on him. 
She doesn't say that, does he? He just no. looks terrible. He just the actor is just going, "What are you talking about?" Like pulling it, in, <laughs> like pulling mm. it in his collar, like terrible acting. Oh, and then she pulls out the gun with the silencer. Yeah, and she shoots some good squibs. They were good squibs. This was actually quite realistic looking for mm. for the time for a PG like early evening show. Um, well, also we haven't had a good old just. Because uh, I've skipped a few episodes to, to get to this one from where mm. I am, mm. and they they were becoming a lot more insidious and, and uh, quote unquote clever murders. This is just a good old two to the chest. Yeah, this is more like an old Columbo episode actually, because the establishing the alibi stuff and all. That. In a lot of ways, yeah, this felt like a um, and also there's I mean, we'll get to it, but Columbo mm. is there's not like at the end he goes I knew all along halfway through he's going she did it I fucking know she did it I'm yeah. going after her yeah. He seemed much smarter than he has in the last few 90s ones yeah, uh, in this one. Definitely. So she shoots Charlie and then she goes into his pocket and gets his wallet out and leaves. So then she turns up and has dinner with Leland St. John. And they're oh, this is very nice. And then she goes, would you excuse me? I just need to powder my nose. He, um, I will say this. Mm. I would, and I've never said this about anyone in Colombo, mm. with the exception of maybe Colombo. I would wear... Everything that they give Ian McShane to wear in this <laughs> yes. episode, including the golf stuff. The golf stuff, it's really nice. It's car, he's got a nice. I think I've got a jumper that looks a bit like his golfing cardigan, actually. Mm-hmm. I would wear all of his cardigans, mm-hmm. and I, if I could, I think the days have passed, I'd have hair like that. There's a hint of a mullet. You could definitely have hair like that. Mm. Yeah, mm. you've got the same dark coloured hair. I might go for it. Maybe at Halloween, I'll go in costume. And think, Who are you? I'm <laughs> Leyland St. John. I'm Leyland St. John. Any fucking questions? Google it, prick. <laughs> <laughs> but she says, I just need to go to the toilet. She goes outside. She goes down the elevator outside, goes to a cash point, draws out some money, and comes back. You must have been thinking she's gone for a big old dump, hasn't she? Well, this does come up later. Yeah. There is more of a conversation about women shitting than you yeah. expect from a standard Columbo episode in this one. <laughs> she's, she's like, oh, I just bumped into someone and had a big chat. Uh, chat and he's thinking, yeah, <laughs> big yeah. chat. Yeah, big chat. Yeah, it'll be amazing if she came back and got fucking hell, dropped the dress size there. <laughs> she might as well have done. And then he wouldn't have questioned it later. Um, so then Leyland's like, hey, I've got us a lovely little hotel room and it sounds like a hellhole yeah well she's for first of all he says why don't you come back with me and she's like i don't want to get in your wife's bed because he's married mm. i don't want to get in your wife's bed i don't want to come into your wife's house and he's like well I, luckily i booked us this wonderful hotel room with on tinker wants to watch by the way yeah through the window he owns a place he's er- not doing well eric's eric's gonna sit at the end of the bed and make suggestions <laughs> Um, but then they go home and they they have it off. We assume. And we assume. Yeah, we assume. You don't actually see it. No, they just take their clothes off and have a cigarette. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, after after what we assume is some excellent lovemaking. If I was Ian McShane, I'd be like, well, I'm just thinking my character would roll over and say that was excellent lovemaking. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ian. Um, she goes, well, I'm going to go now because I'm knackered. I'm going to go home and I'm going to go to bed. He's like, all right. But she doesn't go home. She goes back to Charlie's office and puts the wallet back in his pocket with the ATM receipt showing what time it was. Clever. Yeah, we, we think it's clever. Then she pinches some files, uh, throws the, drives past one of the housing estates she's trying to sell, chucks the gun out, 
<laughs> like a housing estate. This is this is a real estate development. This is for quite wealthy people. I think it's called like Falcons Lair. It's Lair. like Falcons Lair. Live like Hitler at Falcons Lair. <laughs> uh, they were talking of living like Hitler. She burns the files and then goes to bed. And the next day, Columbo turns up on the scene with a huge coffee cup. It's like a gallon of coffee. I actually did not notice this. Well, he's usually got a little polystyrene coffee cup. This was a fucking massive big gulp. No wonder his hair's a different colour. He does drink a lot of... Yeah. You know what? I was grey this morning, and for some reason, it's jetting black coffee into my hair. I don't think that's a thing, Colombo. I don't know. (laughs) But he finds a $250,000 cheque on the table, which is her commission. And when he's rooting around in Charlie's dead body... He finds an envelope stuck down the back of his pants. Mm. Trousers, I should say. I mean, it's in his back pocket. He's not shoved it up his ass. He hasn't shoved it up his ass. No. Uh, but there's an, an envelope in there for a hotel, mm-hmm. and there's loads of money in it. He also finds a bit of paper with what looks like coordinates on it. So it's all a bit confusing. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, so There's numbers and there's letters on this, mm. and uh, for some reason it's abbreviated... They've done this a few times in Colombo where there's a meaningless scrap of paper, mm. but it and it's a, it turns out that this was uh, this was a sports event uh, like Celtics. The C stands for Celtics, and it's just different teams and the, and the accumulator yes. he's making. Yeah, but I don't know about you, but I would just write down the names of the teams because I'm not going to remember what those mean. Absolutely no. It's one of those things where when you change your when you use a new website, it's like you, what's your password? And you think I'm going to use a new password. And the next yeah. time you log in, you're like, ah, fuck it, I have no idea what password yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, not even that. When, when you go, I'll just log in on my phone. With, ah, fuck, what was it again? And it was 12 <laughs> seconds later, right? But this, this was the thing they did on Columbo a bunch of times to add uh, just a layer to the mystery. And it seems, not lazy, it's just bollocks. Yeah, it's just, just a, a, a lazy, it is lazy, because it's to not make you think, it's not to tell you what it is. Yeah. Which is annoying, and it, it, and it, and on this one it gets to pad out. It's because this is the one that it's uh, uh, ninety two minutes. So there's that twenty minutes of pad in that I think you've talked about with probably yep. me and other people about. Yeah, you really feel those extra twenty minutes in an episode of Columbo for some reason. Yeah, so we get to have this quite long scene. Well, also before this scene, I forgot to mention we cut back to the funeral. Oh and, yes, and Dee Dee, the secretary, has been invited, even though she, he's only met her once. <laughs> Mental, <laughs> I forgot about that. And she's, and funnily enough, she isn't. She isn't the one who's going, why am I here? Ian McShane later on is like, what am I doing here? Yeah, and you know what? They're both, if they're right. Because actually, I, I just now realised, oh, it's never established why they've been invited. Because mm. I thought, oh, well, it's because the big reveal will happen at the funeral. Like, Mrs. Columbo will Set come up. out of the coffin yeah. and just chuck marmalade at everyone. And uh, <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah. Uh, but no, actually, there's absolutely no reason for Dee Dee to be there. There's no. no reason for McShane to be there. No. Um, or I mean, Vivian. Gl- oh, I suppose Vivian, because they've got that. We, we find out they've got that shared grief thing going on. Well, but. Vivian should be there just to, uh, just for the reality, just mm-hmm. to, uh, to um, you know. But Dee Dee's like, oh, he's he's a lovely man. What, what a sad day. I remember that one time I met him once yeah. weeks ago. Once. Uh, so she, he's talking to her and then Vivian comes in and is like oh no is it true Charlie's dead oh no how sad does a bit of pretend crying <laughs> that was a Windsor Davis delivery of it yeah oh dear never mind <laughs> um, so yeah so he he then talks to Vivian and she does that thing that all Columbo people do 
is, oh, I don't know about my alibi. What? Do you think I did it? Which I wouldn't say if I was the actual murderer. Yeah, what would you say if you were the murderer? I'd just say, oh, I can't. My alibi's this. Um, thanks very much. And then when he asks more questions, I wouldn't say, you don't think I did it, do you? Because that's, yeah, no. that's basically saying, I did it. Why? Just because, as right now, as I'm standing in front of you, I have the dead man's head down my trousers, clearly visible through my flies. This is preposterous, Lieutenant. Yeah, you're right. Off you go. But, but Colombo's confused anyway. He doesn't understand Charlie's behaviour. He's saying, why go out, withdraw cash, then come back to the office, to, only to be shot? It doesn't make any sense. Um, so Colombo then works out, because he asks for the, today's paper, um, and it's to work out, as you mentioned, which basketball team was playing. So he goes down to this rundown hotel to ask questions. And the owner's like, oh, you need to speak to Joe. And Joe's There's like, a bit uh, here I didn't understand. Yeah, like, mm. When he's talking to the uh, the, uh, the owner of the quote-unquote concierge oh, of the yeah. city, yeah, yeah. he says, the guy, he goes, I'm police. And the guy says, I gave at the office. Mm. And, and he goes, what do you mean? And the guy says, oh, my boss assured me this was all taken care of or something. Like... So is it they bribe cops or something? I think that's what he's saying, yeah. That was a chunky bit of writing then, because it yeah. wasn't really clear. No, and it kind of throws you off. It's like, well, why are we dealing with this? In a yeah, there's a, there's a cup. This, this is one of the minutes where we need four, yeah. 30 seconds of padding. Later on, there's a plot line about a penny that he finds in the dirt, right? And chili. And the chili plot yeah. line. And we find that he has a vague racism against Germans making chili. Yeah. Complete padding. Yeah, definitely. Um. So he asks the bookmaker some questions uh, and then he goes to see Vivian about her alibi and she claims to have gone home to a relaxing bath on an early night and he says, well, all your neighbours said that you weren't in and all the lights were off. And then she goes, all right, look, I'll tell you the truth. I've been shagging a married man and I don't really want to shout about it. But his name's Leyland St. John and he looks like Lovejoy. <laughs> So then we cut to Ian McShane at the funeral going, what the bloody hell am I doing here? I only met him once. I don't care if his wife's dead. Oh, Vivian, you've got me in some ride old trouble. I'll never forget the day that bloop, 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 flashback yeah. to him playing golf. Oh, and it is the proper bloop, 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 flashback, the old watery effect. It's lovely, but you don't see it as much anymore, and I think that's a shame. It is a shame. And then he goes to see, Clumber goes to see him on the golf course. And uh, he gets told off for not wearing spiky shoes. Yeah, I love this because mm. he, because if you were to turn this on, this episode on right now, you got well. Clearly, he's the murderer because mm. he's doing everything the murderers used to do in the seventies. He yeah. immediately is rude to Columbo. Yeah, he's he goes full uh, like Robert Culp on him. Mm. Right? He's instantly angry. He goes, "For God's sake, Lieutenant, look at you! You're ruining the grass." Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, fuck off for a start. Yeah, fuck off. But uh, but he's this is this is the one I was like, ah, oh, damn! I wish he was the murderer because I because yeah. you don't see much of him after this. No, it's a real waste. Yeah, I think he's only in one more scene, isn't he? Yeah, yeah so maybe he goes, two. Yeah, yeah. So then he asks if she was ever out of her sight, and he goes, "Well, no, apart from when she went for that massive shit." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he says she was never at my sight, and Columbo says. Oh, is that right, sir? Well, that's ex- she must have a hell of a constitution because my wife, when we go out to dinner, she has to get up two, three times. She'll come back and go, that one came out sideways. She'll be like, it's, it's I'm padding it out, but not much. But there was an odd, long conversation about Mrs. Columbo's arsehole.
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Vivian's alibi at this point is looking pretty rock solid. And Clumbo's struggling with it a little bit. And then St. John does say, oh, well, she did, yeah, she did go to the toilet, obviously. And he's <laughs> like, um, So then he stops for his chilli. Yeah. Now, I like that they brought back in the chilli. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's an aspect of him. I love chilli is my favourite food, like Colombo. Yeah, uh, um, This one is... Uh, shame they have to find a location. Also, the, this the chili plot hangs around longer than we wanted to. Mm. So he's eating the chili mm. in a rundown cafe. Brady, the assistant of the week, comes in, yeah, and gives. This is the annoying thing. Quite a lot of exposition mm. that we, as the audience, are going, okay, we should remember that. That's probably important. Yeah. Only for Columbo to immediately go, none of that matters at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes on about Falcon Ridge. He's like, oh, this Falcon Ridge, this Falcon Ridge, that, and he's like, no, 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 none of them did it. Yeah, exactly. And we were like, we just listened to that for 45 minutes and watch you stir your chili, right? Mm. Um, but he, he basically says, I know she did it, the end. Well, he says, yeah, he says, that envelope we found, the bookmaker told me he'd won, he'd won $1,400 on ca- in cash uh, uh, through gambling. So why would he want to go out and get another 200 bucks? Yeah. And Brady goes, you're right, that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, and, and then... But while this is happening, he's complaining about chili. Yeah, and Brady's got this kind of uh, flock of seagulls, floppy nineties hair thing going on. I feel like he was in everything for a bit. Mm. That actor, I feel like I've seen him. I didn't look up what else he's in, but he's one of those, you know, faces. He's one of those guys who probably worked really solidly for about four years and then went. "Uh, I don't think I'm going to be the next (laughs) Peter Falk. But they've replaced the chef uh, with the important part of this scene is that they've replaced the chef. It used to be the Heinrich. best chili in town, and now it's German chef, and it sucks. I'm not even going to eat it. I'm going to leave it there and tell them to keep the change. Such is my disdain for this chili. Yeah, and then it catches them at the dock. Mm. So I don't know if they, I don't even know if this is supposed to be at the cafe. Is supposed to be at the dock, mm. 
But he's whatever it is. I get the feeling like a lot of time has passed, and he goes, "My, he's still walking along with Brady." You know, I, my wife told me that this stuff would kill me, and I guess she's right. Mm. I feel like Brady should be going. That was forty-five minutes ago. All <laughs> you've done is talk about this fucking chili, right? You don't like it? Don't go again. Don't go again. This is LA. You'll find another chili, and then, and then, uh, and it's a proper dock. Like it doesn't even look like an LA dock. It looks like a movie from the fifties. Yeah. You know, like somewhere in the South China Sea's dock, mm, right? Yeah. Because they've got smoke and they've got like hur, 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 they're just checking things at each other. And yet, in all of this, <laughs> somehow Columbo finds an ice cream stall. Oh yes, and it's what kind of ice cream is that? Yeah, it's like a calippo, I think. It looked all like it looked floppy. Did it look uh, floppy or calippo? Like snowman's knob. <laughs> Give me one of those snowman's knobs. <laughs> You better not be a German, my friend. <laughs> uh, oh, and also, he's um, he's weirded out because he goes, oh, and another thing, I shouldn't eat ice cream because I've got sensitive teeth, which is weird because my dentist called. <laughs> That's right. Trying to find out if I was back from holiday yet, except he wasn't my dentist, it was Vivian. Yes. What I do like about this episode, the writing of this episode, is it's actually very neat. It's mm. Brady's a very handy character to have. Mm. I mean, the assistants always are because they get a stand-in for the audience. As Columbo goes, here's what I'm thinking. Um, but in this one, I mean, it is insane. It's so inelegant, some of the writing. He goes, oh, yes, coldness, ice cream, chili. What was I thinking? Dentist. Okay. Mm. Uh, it is almost like <laughs> just it, like improv a little bit. Uh, he goes, that reminds me, my dentist died four months ago, and yet he called from the grave. Now then, either she's the murderer, or I got a ghost dentist. Mm. These are the only two options. I'm going to go with she. she's the killer. Mm. Uh, Although, he already knows. hell of a fucking turn if this episode was about a ghost dentist. <laughs> yeah, like she's got an alibi that actually is... Well, I guess the ghost dentist poisoned my wife's marmalade. Also, she wasn't establishing an alibi. She was establishing an owl to buy... <laughs> she was buying an owl this whole I'm, time. I misheard her. I wrote it down wrong. It's she, on me this one. She withdrew two hundred dollars to buy an owl. <laughs> Case closed. But Clumber. Case closed. <laughs> and then he runs off with Vivian. Anyway, um, so he goes to see Vivian, and in old Columbo style, I would say, it's basically just rubs her face in dog shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you. Yeah, your husband was a fucking piece of shit, and you were you were. Well, he did. He said, "Oh, I yeah." No way. He says, "I I liked your husband. I mm. he just got in over his head." But yeah, even though I'm the one that arrested him, mm. um, and but I remember he goes, "You know, I didn't recognize you at first because you had a different name back then." Mm. And she goes, uh, "I can't remember what she says of Veronica or something." Yeah. Um, but he goes, that's right. But then he goes, but I remember the name of the doctor who was your husband's friend. Oh, yeah. and he goes, like he, so he gives it away. He goes, I remember that. I just didn't remember your fucking name because I don't even, I don't even like Blanche. Yeah. So then Leyland calls Vivian after Columbo's gone. Uh, I just want to shout out to uh, Leyland's phone in this one. Oh, it is yes, oh. a massive gold fucker. <laughs> I it's love one it. of those old nineteen twenties phones that people had in the nineties. Yeah, with a sort of it hooks. Yeah, exactly. It looks more like they, a shower head. It it looks more like a shower head. Yeah, mm. you're right. Everyone out of the nineties going, "This is a bit of class, isn't it?" Mm. Goes, no, it's not. It looks mental. Basically, it was shorthand in those days, probably around this time, for "I am rich." The, yeah, the only mm. two people on television who had this phone are Ian McShane in this and Hyacinth Bouquet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he rings Vivian and says, "Oh, thanks very much. My wife's left me. Uh, my life's over. My, everything's ruined. My wife's left me, all because you blabbed to Columbo. Thanks very much." 
And she goes, well, if you ring here again, I'll tell your wife that I'm madly in love with you. Don't ever contact me ever again. And hungs up on him. And Ian McShane's just like, oh, fuck, what the... And I do like this. It's quite arty, this scene, for I think, yeah, for Columbo. Yeah. She's, so she's gone into full femme fatale noir. She's mm. decided she's got into a negligee to drink champagne and look at photos on a projector of her dead husband. Mm. And then, when she hangs up on McShane, she dances in the projection. Yeah. A bit like, I mean, it looks like it looks like a Bond intro a little bit. It does. If also, Bond was quite a plain man. Yeah, we should say it's not pictures of her dead husband. It's not pictures of him dead. <laughs> no, it's it not was when he was alive. <laughs> yeah, just to be clear, it's not like she's dancing with just a toe with a tag on it in the middle of her chest. It's him lying on a floor clutching his chest. Because he died of a heart attack in prison. That was the thing that's... Motivating her. I don't know if we said that's that That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Columbo's the one who put him away. Yeah. I, it's... Um, I, I was wondering this because this isn't a sequel to an episode. It might have been more fun mm. if if it had been. And this feels like something they were doing now, mainly up back then, is actually making a direct sequel to one of the seventies episodes, isn't yeah. it? I could die hard with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, but it's it's a made up. It's a, I'm not made up. I mean, they're all made up cases. This is yeah. not a documentary. No. But there, there's an episode or like a case we never would have seen is what this is a sequel to. Yes. And I think that's a shame because it could have been really fun to like, do yeah. bring back a character. But anyway, it'd be more fun if the picture of her ex-husband was Bill Oddie. <laughs> yeah, and nobody talks about it. I loved him dearly, and they're like Bill Oddie. <laughs> you know what? I'm not buying this woman's story. Also, between you and me, Brady, Bill Oddie's alive and well and living in England. Yeah, and he's having a great time. He he loves the bides. Well, actually, he's he's never having a great time. Anyone will tell you that. He looks miserable as hell, but. He likes bites. But when he's up a tree, when he's up a tree. He's, he's, I didn't even arrest him. I just put him on a plane and then gave him a pair of binoculars and said, make a new life. Now I think about it, the owl to buy thing makes more sense with the husband being Bilotti. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, you probably know this. You know, we we know the people who own the go- the goodies bike. Yes. <laughs> Which I found well, they did own it. They, sold they it. did own it. They mm. owned it because it was, to quote everyone who's ever ridden it, a death trap. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. I got him a bike. He told him to get away. He got three meters and it collapsed from under him. <laughs> then I put him on a plane. He, your husband sadly died when she was crossed to death by a giant doogle. <laughs> yeah. you, you were wondering what I was going to say there, weren't you? Because <laughs> we're back to talking about my wife's gigantic shits. <laughs> so, Columbo goes to see Vivian again. He tells her about Falcon Ridge. And she's like, well, I'm just about to have breakfast. Would you like some? And he's like, yeah. He doesn't want anything to eat, but he has some coffee. And then he notices she's eating English marmalade. Lemon yes. marmalade. Lemon marmalade. Is that a real thing? I don't know. I've never seen that. Was that was that Silver Shreds? I don't know. Oh, it's was, a made-up brand in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in the, I remember there was marmalade, the orange one, and then there was Silver Shreds. Maybe that was the lemon one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Someone will tell us. <clears throat> so, etc., etc. My wife's crazy about English marmalade, but you can't get it anywhere especially lemon marmalade. And then she is like, oh, you see her face register that as, oh. Yeah. So she's very confident now that things are going her way because mm. we didn't talk about this. There's a previous scene where they've she uh, they've arrested, they found the gun. Yeah. And they've brought in the guy who lives next door to where they found the gun or something. Yeah, on the same lot, yeah. And he's immediately, I mean, what a day at work this actor had. He just yeah. comes in so incredibly angry. Yes. Uh, that's quite a fun scene. He goes, okay, you can go now. You put me down. I'm sorry, sir. That's a nice little scene. Um, 
and then but then the next scene is him going to so basically he's trying to he's 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 sent like 50 police guards to arrest this one guy mm. just so word gets back to Vivian mm. that uh that uh Columbo's barking up what she what she knows is the wrong tree yeah and then he goes up to so he then goes he goes I can't stay long I've got to go back up to Falcon's lair or whatever and um and then this we get another little bit of Columbo's acting yes also, he speaks to Brady because they go back to the lot. And he says that he'd spoken to a security guard who went past uh, <laughs> Charlie's office at 2 a.m. And it was, there were no lights on. But when Dee Dee came in in the morning, all the lights were on. That's right. So they're like, oh, well, whoever did this must have gone back after 2 a.m. to set the scene up. Or after 10 a.m. So, after, yes, after the date because she goes back. Mm. Um, but... And, and I and Brady says, and I asked the guy, the security guy, what would you have done if you'd seen the lights on? And he goes, I would have gone in the check. Yeah. Which is, I, mean, I guess that's fine. But I mean, yeah. which means you can't just go in and pork. Exactly. Charlie must might have been in there, you know, pleasuring himself at two in the morning. He, yes, he might have been. Yeah. I think that's something, something tells me that security guard's a bit too nosy. Bit, bit too nosy. You mm. all right there, sir? Uh... I'm having a, I'm having a wank. What's that? I'm having, I'm having a wank, and I really wish you weren't here. Do you want me to go? I, yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, if you see this office on again at like ten at night, uh -huh. don't, don't check. Right. Because I'll be, ha okay. I'll be having a wank. Okay. Every time. All right. I, the odds. Think about what the odds are. Have I been murdered, or am I just trying to to feel something? Just work out the odds in your head. Go away. Look between you and me. I'm not happy at home, and I've been coming in here every night to see if I can fill up the sink with it. <laughs> the cleaner said, "She's livid." She was like. Have you been pouring wax into this thing? Goes, no. And I said yes, but yeah. it just goes hard. Yeah, it does. But it doesn't feel like wax. If she'd poked it, she'd, she'd have known it wasn't wax. Yeah, it gets like it's a, more like a honeycomb quality by the time she gets you. Gets a skin on it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good, good night. <laughs> yeah. So leave me alone is what I'm really broadly saying. So Vivian comes around to where they're having this chat about the spunk. And she goes, you know what? I was thinking about how much your lovely wife likes marmalade, so I brought a jar for you. <laughs> is, just to get, this is, the timeline of this is maybe, he's just got there, he's mm. just had a chat, he's had a chat about a penny. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. a weird moment. He goes, look at that penny. Yeah. That's worth 40 cents. That must <laughs> be from 950, he is from 959. Look how shiny it is. I'm like, where are we, where are we going with this? Yeah, yeah, nowhere. And Brady's looking at him like <laughs> genuinely. I hear, everyone says one or two things. First of all, he's got 100% arrest rate. Second mm. of all, he is not well, right? <laughs> we don't, he shouldn't be working here, but he keeps arresting people. Um, so what, since that dog died, he hasn't been right. Oh, yeah, is the dog dead? I didn't want to ask. I don't know. He's, He's not, not in this one. And he can't still be the same dog. 
<laughs> Mrs. Columbo keeps going to the pound to buy a dog that looks just like him. She's burying him in the pet cemetery. <laughs> I know. There's a, yeah, yeah. There's a bit. There's a bit earlier on where, actually, when she says, "Do you want to? I want to meet your wife and go for dinner." He goes, "Well, if we can make it work with her schedule, she's got church. She looks after her sister's kids. She's cloning dogs for some reason." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, she says that we. I've penciled dinner in for us all on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. So then he goes to Colombo books in to see Doctor Stedman, her, <laughs> her former it, yeah. psychiatrist. Yeah, and he's like, he basically says he asks him <clears throat> lots of questions. And Stedman says, "I'm not going to break, you know, client doctor patient confidentiality. I can't do that." But what I will say is, if she wants to have dinner with your wife, she's don't go. She's fucking <laughs> yeah. mental. Well, the important thing is, is right, well, is that, that's the most important thing, but the thing is, more padding, right? This mm. guy, he could have just been in LA, right? Yeah. But <laughs> and we've got to have him eating snails as well, just so we can have a conversation snails. about snails. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he goes all the way to San Francisco for no reason, mm. plot-wise, mm. other than they go, oh, we've got a free... We've got some archive footage of the the worst establishing shot of San Francisco ever, yeah, right? It's yeah. just, I recognised it because of one building. But you usually would have, a, like, the Golden Gate or something. None of that. I just no. got he's in San Francisco, and one of those shots of a plane taken off. So he has to go to San Francisco because it fills 20 seconds. Yeah. So he goes there. The, uh, the, the doctor is having snails. Now, the actor is... He was in everything back then as oh, well. Oh, yeah. What a, what, a, what a voice. Amazing voice. Mm. Roscoe Lee Brown, what was his name? Died in two thousand. Oh, that's right. He gets a special guest appearance credit. I think. Yeah. Oh, like, all right. He He's was, in Jumping was... Jack Flash. All oh, right. Okay. There you go. Case closed. That's that. Then it must be that a film that everyone watched ninety-seven times in the early nineties and hasn't watched since. I watched it not long ago. It's still really quite, still quite fun. Is it now? Mm. Oh, yeah. did you, was that for a podcast or just for pleasure? No, just for pleasure. Bloody hell, how do you have the time? I don't. That's the point. <laughs> Imagine, oh, I just need something to really... I need a chill out tonight. We're going to watch Jumping Jack Flash, 1986. All right. Uh, you know what, though? Jonathan Price's voice is rather soothing. It is. It, is, it really mm. is. And that man stopped aging around then and didn't yeah. age for 25 years. That's right. And then it hit him all at once. All at once. Yeah, like a freight train. He was like, is that being Ghostbusters 2 where the train goes through him, but at the end he's really old? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like he drank from the wrong grail. Exactly, yeah. But he's like, are you all right? Do you need to log off? He's jumping Jack Flash. I mean, he doesn't say that all the time. It is weird, because the amazing thing is, well, fuck, we're talking about the wrong thing now, Mm. but Mm. just from what I remember, you know, she can't actually hear his voice through the computer. No. She just hears what she imagines his voice is like, and then at the end when he turns up, same fucking voice. Yeah, he's beautiful. There's no way. You guess, I can't believe I guessed your voice. Mm. Anyway. If they remade that now, the computer voice would be like one of those AI voices. Well, no, because you could just do it with Zoom now. Oh, yeah, that's true. You just say, I, I guessed your face and voice from seeing them. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so Stedman basically says, look, if she wants to go for dinner with you and your wife, don't go. Yeah, obviously, because I can't tell you any more than this. I think you can actually, because if you have reason to believe that your client, even if it's a patient, is is going to commit a crime, I think you actually can tell the police. I think this is a myth in movies. He goes, well, of course, if if she literally sent me sketches of cutting your balls off, I couldn't tell you. I think you can actually. Yeah, he basically says, you know, long story short, not both her paddles are in the water, (laughs) so don't go near her. 
Um, so he goes back to Vivian's and um, basically sort of says, you know what, I think you're right. I think someone else did this. I think it might be that man from Falcon's Ridge. She's like, oh, great. And then while he's talking to her, old Brady runs out and goes, Columbo, there's something about your wife. She's in hospital and she's very sick. For the rest of this episode, the timing has to be so precise yes. for Columbo's plan to work. Yes. It's it's like he must have an earpiece so that people can be at the end of the drive going, not yet, not yet. Wait till he says this one line and places everyone, go. So, but he gets in the car because your wife's dead or whatever. Yeah, well, she's dying. But then we cut back to the funeral where we began. And as everyone sort of saunters away, Dee Dee thinking, I, don't even, I still don't know why I'm here. So thank, I'll go and have a go at the buffet. As he's walking away with a Vivian, he's like, you know what? We both know grief. Do you want to come back to mine, have a cup of coffee, just have a chat? Because, you know, we both know how painful this is. And she's like, I'd love to. So they go back to Columbo's. Oh, and he stopped by... Oh, sorry, he stopped by another officer, isn't he? He says that yeah, we, we can't yeah, fill in the, the grave. the exact right moment. Yeah. Was, oh, we can't fill in the grave. We forgot to do the autopsy till yeah. today. Yeah. What? Yeah, <clears throat> we've got... This is not the way it works, and I think even Vivian would know that. Mm. You don't get the autopsy results on the day of the funeral. Oh, he goes, oh, bollocks, she had a knife in her. You know, <laughs> we should have checked for that sooner. This is a mitre, right? This is complete bollocks, this is. Uh, he's like, okay, okay, well, let me know. So they go back to his, and that they're having some coffee, and then he's like, oh, you know what? I forgot to say thanks so much for the marmalade, my wife. Oh, and we see Mrs. Colombo for the first time in history. Well, well, we do we? Well, we, yeah, but well, exactly, we do we? You know, yeah, we, we, she sees a photo of Colombo, and in the other frame, it's one of those dual frame, um, frames. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's him and a woman, and yeah, he's like, you know what? My wife loved the marmalade. Thanks so much. In fact, I'm gonna have some now. That's my children upstairs. Um, <clears throat> so he puts someone on some toast. He's talking to her and he has a bit of the marmalade. And then he's like, oh, oh it's getting a bit hot in here. And I was thinking, where's this going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, so he's like, oh, it's getting, I'm really hot. I'm really bloody hot. Are you hot? She's like, no, I'm fine. So he goes in the other room, starts loosening his clothing. As you say, he's doing a lot of acting here. Yeah. And at the point where she thinks, actually, I think he might be dying. She's like, well, die, you fuck. You, <laughs> Basically. You caused my husband to be d killed in prison. He'd die in prison. Ch I killed Charlie because of that as well. She's really good in this scene because all the way mm. through, I haven't really felt anything about her one way or another. Mm. And in this, I'm like, I oh, know. I hope she gets the chair. Mm. Yeah. Because she, she gets really nasty. She gives a really good performance here. She Helen you, Shaver. Yeah, she's we great. We haven't said who it is. Helen Shaver, wonderful actress. Helen Shaver, yeah. I used to know when she was Frank Beard. <laughs> Helen Shaver, barely knew her. Yeah. <laughs> she says to him, you are so blind. And she goes, oh, and the poison? I researched it for weeks. And he goes, why? She goes, the same reason I killed Charlie McChambers. <laughs> she says, I researched it for weeks and then she can't pronounce what it's called. Yes, that's right. She says, it's, I, could, I couldn't tell you what it's called, but it's good. <clears throat> and he says, why? She goes, the same reason I killed Char Charlie Chambers, retribution, balancing the books. And smiling, she tells him that he too will soon be dead, thanks to me. And she goes, you'll soon be dead on your very kitchen floor. And, he, and that's when he sits up and goes, I don't think so, ma'am. You see, this is not my kitchen floor. <laughs> She'd be like, well, a bit pedantic, but you'll, you know, you'll be dead. And he's like, no, I don't think so, because Brady comes in with a tape recorder yeah. and recording the whole thing. 
Yeah. He goes, this is my kitchen floor. I want to use my place, but my wife has the flu. This is actually Brady's house. Mm. And that, to me, is the biggest plot hole in this entire thing. Because mm. Brady is a 28-year-old man <laughs> yeah. who has got the interior decoration of my nan yeah. who died in 1998. There's lots of brass on the walls. Lots of brass. Mm-hmm. It's old lady wallpaper. Mm. He's got dialies on on the sofa arms and stuff like that. Yeah. This is Brady's house. Did he just move in? No, no, he's been here for years. And this is a tr- this the last ten minutes should be her going. What, what, now, tell me about what went into this brass chandelier. <laughs> I just like it. But you're a 28-year-old man. You're not going to get any minge bringing it back, yeah? <laughs> How did you afford this fucking great fish tank? That's the only thing that's a young person say, oh, I saw mm. Beverly Hills Cop 2 and I thought I might get fingerprints out of it one day. Mm. Right, that's <laughs> mental, right? So, so Mrs. Colombo is alive and well. And then Colombo goes, by the way, when you gave me that marmalade, I didn't, I had to send it to the lab and it's full of poison, so... I mean, I could have arrested you for that. Yeah, we found out the wrong way. Uh, I made a mistake. I should have sent it to the lab and said, have this tested. Mm. Three guys died. (laughs) (laughs) That was on me. That's my bad, right? And also, we arrested a small bear from darkest Peru. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, done. And she slaps him. Yeah, that's when I got really angry. Genuinely, Mm. I was like, oh, you, you can't do that to... Phil, there's a good a good line though. Before she slaps him, she goes, "You knew all along." And he goes, "Yes, ma'am, I did." And then he goes, "But when you tried to kill my wife and me, I took that very personally." <laughs> yes, that's a lovely line. That's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she slaps him, and then she's led out, and then he rings his wife, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, hey, hey, yeah, stay in bed. What are you doing? Watching soaps? Just get some rest." And then he goes, "Oh, also, thanks for the picture of your sister." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, by the way. Peter Falk's great, but this is appalling phone acting because he's not giving the other end any chance. He's not to speak. giving. <laughs> no, no, he's no, like, no, by the right. way, thanks for this picture. Yeah, of course we'll go and get some nice pictures done of you. I know I'm talking fast. We overdid it with the padding earlier in the episode. We didn't need to think with a penny anyway. Goodbye. <laughs> and then that's the end credits. It's, it is. I know he's, it is appalling acting, but he, uh, timing. But it's, 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 it's a very done. sweet phone call. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think anyone who's and it t- oh, turns out she's never had a picture taken. That's what he says. Yes. Thanks for the picture of your sister. And we're like, what's good on you? Mm. Oh, that's right. There's no pictures of you in existence. Yeah. You take a nice picture. As soon as this is done, I'm gonna we're going to go get a nice picture taken. And you can- Wear a hat. Don't wear a hat. You know what? Fuck you. I don't even want a picture with you. I'm keeping the picture of your sister. I'm getting it laminated. Right? Um, it was the speaking clock all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My wife is dead. Mm. She is definitely the, the end shot of Psycho. Yes. Not the end shot. You know, the- uh, <clears throat> yeah, so what did you think of Rest in Peace, Mrs. Columbus? I really like this. This is probably yeah. of the of the 90s ones I've watched so far. It's I know what you said about the padding, but it doesn't um it doesn't feel too uh, no. slowed down like a lot. I mean a lot of the episodes really drag and they're the same length mm. as this. I think it's it, it is it, despite the fact that the structure is kind of a its own thing in this one, it does feel more like a 70s one yeah. than uh, most of the others I've seen. Definitely. And he's not quite it, and it, I think Peter Falk is better in this in this episode than he has been for a while. Yeah, um, and and I really like that last scene because and because it, it's he does have this very sweet relationship with his wife, and it's the closest we ever really get to see that mm. actual interaction. Um, so oh. overall, and, and, and the villain is not that interesting until the end for me. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of her as well. There's a lot of her. Um, mm. And I and I, there is that feeling of like oh, I wish she was McShane. Yeah, or definitely. 
but um, but there's enough other stuff going on. I even quite like Brady, the assistant in this one. Yeah. He's not too useless and gormless, and I know he's just sort of standing in for the audience, but overall, I I was thoroughly entertained all the way through, which is definitely more than I can say for most of the ones that I've seen from 1989 onwards. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed this. Uh, It felt much more like a throwback to the proper Columbo. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's probably an outlier because I don't think many of the others I've seen around this period are like that. Although I did enjoy the Shatner one we did. I did because of Shatner, but mm. I think the writing was quite lugubrious. Yeah, it's true. Well, Dan, thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure as always. Mm, and I'll let you continue to have a house full of children like me. Hooray. Not in a, not in a horrible way. And just to be clear, my children don't look and act like you. Yeah. No. When you say children. <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be really weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've all got... They've, there's about four or five different podcasts happening in my house right now. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Well, thanks very much, Dan. I'll see you soon. See you soon. Take care. Bye.